0: Hello, everyone. Uh, It's Jason here in my office. I want to give you the teaching from Sunday, September the 5th in our Untangling Legalism series. Uh, This message is on the word uh, conviction. Unfortunately, on uh, the Sunday service on the 5th, we had some um, technical difficulties and we didn't get the message recorded. So I'm going to Do the teaching here in my office, the uh, flow of it will be the same, the teaching is the same, obviously my voice inflection will probably be different just because I'm here in my office by myself as opposed to standing in front of our church family, Um, but we wanted to get this teaching out to you so uh, um, so that that you could have it and be encouraged and equipped uh, by it. So again, this is uh, week two in our Untangling Legalism series. Uh, coming out of our uh, series on the book of Galatians, where we laid a theological foundation for freedom, new covenant freedom in Christ. And what we're doing in this uh, series is reclaiming and reframing uh, some words uh, that need to be uh, reframed through the lens of of grace and freedom and the truth of Jesus. And so, uh, again, today is the word conviction, And the word conviction simply means to be convinced of. And when I say uh, this phrase, as you're listening to this, I want you just to fill in the blank. When I say conviction of blank, what do you think of? If I come to you and say, hey, I'm going to say a word, kind of a Christian word, conviction conviction of, what word do you think of? Um, I would venture to say that most of us will fill, if not all of us, we'll fill in the blank with the word sin, which is the same as the word confess. Um, we connect sin to confess. We connect sin to the word convict. Uh, next uh, week, the next word in our series is repentance. Uh, we connect sin to repentance as well. Um, and a major point of what we're trying to uh, do in the series is this. You hear words like Uh, confess and convict and repent and we think about sin 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 and and what I want to get us thinking about in this series as we reclaim and reframe these words um, is that when we hear them now we think about Jesus 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 Um, was Jesus who said this famous phrase in Matthew chapter 11 verse 28 he said come to me all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. The promise of Jesus is rest. And so when, when, when I say the word conviction or the spiritual reality of conviction, do you have rest when it comes to the spiritual understanding, uh, practice, reality of conviction? Or, or does the word conviction uh, create a little angst Um, In you because you uh, perhaps uh, have been taught that the primary role of the Holy Spirit is to convict you of your sin. Um, Conviction of sin uh, being understood as the primary function uh, or the primary ministry of the Holy Spirit is is so commonly held in. Christian culture, it, it almost goes without consideration of what we're actually saying. And um, the result is that the, the true ministry of the Holy Spirit can be completely missed. Um, and that is the work of the enemy. The enemy wants uh, us, wants believers, followers of Jesus to miss, to misunderstand uh, what is the primary role of the Holy Spirit. Um, Satan hates the Holy Spirit, because of how Jesus describes the Holy Spirit to us in John uh, chapter 16. If you're listening and you have your Bible, I would encourage you to go ahead and open to John 16. That's going to be the crux of our of our uh, passage um, today. Uh, the context of John 16 is the Last Supper. Um, the Last Supper discourse is John 13. To 16. It's all of the final things that Jesus was talking with his disciples about before he would go to the cross. Um, John 16, 13. Uh, here is what Jesus, this is how Jesus is describing the Holy Spirit to the 12 disciples in the upper room at the Last Supper. John 16, 13. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. Again, that's John 16, 13. Um, eight chapters previous, John eight thirty two. Jesus said these words, uh, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. What we know about the enemy is that he is the deceiver. He is the liar and he hates the truth and he hates the freedom and the rest of Jesus. And so he wants to blind people to the truth that sets People free. Here's what Jesus says uh, just 12 verses later. 832, you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. John 844, Jesus said these words about the devil. Uh, the devil was a murderer from the beginning, refusing to uphold the truth because there is no truth in him. And when he lies, he speaks in his native language because he is a liar and father of lies. One way Uh, that the father of lies has been operating is by uh, twisting the truth of the ministry of the Holy Spirit, convincing many that the primary role of the Holy Spirit is to rub your nose in your sin, to convict you of your sin when you fail. Um, The concept is so uh, widely held Uh, That when I say the word conviction, you say the word convict of sin or the phrase convict of sin. It's so commonly held. You think it was literally all over the New Testament. And the truth is that there's really only one verse in the entire New Testament that refers to the Holy Spirit uh, convicting us of sin. Uh, But here's the deal. Uh, we, We always want to read the scripture in its context, and we want to read John 16 in its context. And here's what here's what you're going to here's what you're going to understand and see uh, when we read this together. You are going to see that the context of John 16 reveals that the Holy Spirit convicts the unbelieving world of sin. That the ministry of the Holy Spirit convicts non-believers of their Sin. That's what we're going to see. So I want to turn, I want to look at John 16. I'm going to read um, John 16, 7 to 15 uh, with you. So if you have your Bible open, read along with me. Uh, John 16, 7 to 15, I'll be reading out of the NIV translation. Jesus, again, last supper to his disciples. I tell you the truth. It is for your good that I'm going away. And unless I go away, the counselor, he refers to the Holy Spirit as the counselor. I think that's important to connect with. We we go to counselors for help, uh, for guidance in our lives. It's a counselor is safe, a person that truly cares and can help. And Jesus calls the Holy Spirit the counselor. So unless I go away, the counselor will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he, the Holy Spirit, will convict the world of guilt in regard to sin and righteousness and judgment. Verse 9, in regard to the conviction of sin. So he says, in regard to sin, because men do not believe in me. So, in regard to the Holy Spirit convicting of sin, that's because men do not believe in me. Verse 10, in regard to righteousness, in regard to the Holy Spirit convicting of righteousness, because I am going to the Father where you, he's speaking to the disciples here, where you, plural, the you there is plural, to the disciples where you can see me no longer. And in regard to judgment, because the prince of this world now stands condemned. Verse 12, I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. But when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will bring glory to me by taking from what is mine and making it known to you. And all that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will take from what is mine and make it known to you. Um, what I want to point out in these verses is we, we have uh, three different categories of conviction here with three different audiences. And so I want, I want you to see this actually in the text. So I'm, I'm hoping that as you're listening to this, you've got your text open. And if you don't have it, uh, pause, pause the audio and go get your Bible and come back. Uh, in, in verse 8, this is the three different categories of conviction. Again, verse 8, when the Holy Spirit comes, he will convict the world of guilt in regard to sin and righteousness and judgment. So when the Holy Spirit comes, he will convict of three things. that He will convict of sin, he will convict of righteousness. He will convict of judgment. And then in verses 9, 10, and 11, Jesus will connect each of those categories with a, with a specific audience. So in verse 9, it says, convict in regard to sin. The conviction in regard to sin is because men do not believe in me. So the audience the audience that's connected to the conviction of sin is unbelievers, Verse 10, convict in regard to righteousness because I'm going to the Father and you can see me no longer. Who is the you? The you is the disciples, the believer. So audience two is the disciples or believers. So convict in regard to righteousness is to believers because Jesus is going away and they will see him no longer. And then verse 11, convict in regard to judgment because the prince of this world now stands condemned. Who is the prince of the world? Obviously, that's the enemy, Satan. Uh, The conviction is that we would know that we would be convinced, right? Like the word conviction means to be convinced of, that we would be convinced uh, that the enemy uh, is judged. Uh, The audience of number three is anyone and everyone, uh, for for anyone and everyone to know that the enemy is uh, judged and condemned. So, Here's the conviction of unbelievers. I think about the Holy Spirit uh, coming to convict the unbelieving world of sin. How gracious of God to send the Holy Spirit to convict or convince unbelievers of their sin. Because when I'm convinced, when a person becomes convinced of their sin, they become convinced of their need of a Savior who is Jesus. And I would I would say there's so much grace to think about here. Um, grace in convicting, convincing of sin. Grace in dying for sin. Grace in forgiving us of sin. Grace upon grace upon grace. The Holy Spirit is always, is always seeking to convince unbelievers of their need for Jesus and his saving Grace, how gracious of God to send the Holy Spirit to convince sinners that they need a Savior and that they have one, and His name is Jesus. Uh, second uh, category, second audience, to convict believers. Um, we see in John 16 about the Holy Spirit, uh, the ministry of the Holy Spirit is to convict believers of their righteousness. And I'm wondering if you have even heard that before in all of the years or days or months, depending on how long you have been a Christian, how long you have been, been connected um, as a Christian to a Christian community or church. Um, have you ever heard the phrase before the Holy Spirit convicts you of your righteousness? Did you even know that that was in the Bible? That is the primary work of the Holy Spirit to believers is to convict them of their righteousness that they have right standing with God that the atonement of Jesus the blood of Jesus the resurrection of Jesus has forgiven us totally and completely and called us the righteousness of God in Christ and we need that ongoing convincing uh, because uh, we get tripped up. We get tripped up by our failure. We get tripped up by the lies of the world. We get tripped up by the lies of the enemy. Uh, we need convincing, um, ongoing convincing that we are secure as the righteous sons and daughters of God. And God has sent the Holy spirit to convince us of that. It's a beautiful, wonderful, liberating truth, um, To grab onto in John, John 16, that believers, the Holy Spirit comes to believers to convict them of their righteousness. And then third category of conviction, third audience, convict anyone and everyone be convinced that our enemy is condemned. There is, there's no need to fear. The enemy is defeated, um, he has no power over you when you fail, when I fail, when we fail, the enemy would loves to get into our minds with all kinds of toxicity of guilt and shame and condemnation and trip us up. And the Holy spirit comes into that space with the truth. You'll know the truth and the truth will set you free with the truth that the grace and the work of Jesus on the cross for us is all sufficient. Um, here is the primary, primary thing from John 16 that I believe um, it's so powerful to understand and grab onto. Be convinced, be convicted of this, be convinced of this. The primary role of the ministry of the Holy Spirit is to lead all people to King Jesus. The Holy Spirit in us and the Holy Spirit through us, reminding us always of what is true, what is true for us in Christ, that there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Romans 8.1, be convinced that you are more than a conqueror, not just a conqueror, but more than a conqueror through Christ who loved us, through the love, the truth, and the love of God. In Jesus, Romans 8.37, that nothing separates you from the love of God in Christ, Romans 8.39. Now, let me me say this um, so that you don't misunderstand um, what I'm trying to teach here. Um, The Holy Spirit, because of kindness, because of kindness, Romans 2.4, the kindness of God leads us to repentance, to life change, to rethinking. The Holy Spirit, because of kindness, leads to real heart and life change. Because that is true, the Holy Spirit can and does help us see and convince us of sin in our life that is hurting, that's hurting us, and that is hurting others. Sometimes we get blinded uh, to our own flesh, to our own sin. And because of kindness, the Holy Spirit will help us see, will convince us, will convict us of sin in our life that's hurting us and others. But we must see that the convincing, that convincing, that convicting is always through the love of God and the kindness of God and the grace of God and not through the lens of shame and punishment. Um, I have found in my own testimony and the testimony of many people over the years uh, that true convincing leads to change of thinking, which leads to real life breakthrough. That true conviction, like true conviction uh, of the Holy Spirit um, leads to repentance, which leads to real life change. And it all happens. It, it, where it really takes root is not in an atmosphere of pressure and guilt and shame, but, but uh, in an atmosphere of heaven in an atmosphere of love and acceptance, with no with no threat of condemnation, and I would say it to you this way: um, condemnation has no place, no place in a believer's mind and heart and life. And if it's ever present in your mind and heart and life, around. The ministry of the Holy Spirit around this word conviction. If if conviction is connected in any way to condemnation, you can know you can know that that is not from the Holy Spirit. Um, if condemnation is ever present in your mind, heart, uh, it is from the enemy of your soul. And what we do in that place as believers is we rebuke thoughts of condemnation in the name of Jesus by the authority of his blood and by the authority of the scriptures that he has given us, there is no one that is under condemnation that is in Christ Jesus. So I think a question that I want to kind of close with around this reframing and reclaiming the word conviction um, through this new lens uh, and this phrase that the Holy Spirit comes to believers to convict them of their righteousness. I want you to consider how is a person really, really changed? How, how are you really transformed and changed? How do people actually change their life? Um, is it through a never-ending religious cycle of looking at law and, and staring at our sin and working harder to, to be better and do better? Or is it through like getting our noses rubbed in our failures and being shamed to change? Or is it through the power of love, uh, the power of grace, uh, looking at Jesus, looking at Jesus, who is the author and the perfecter of our faith? The love and the grace and the total forgiveness of Jesus that is what changes a person from the inside out, from, um, from the way we think, the way we think. That's where the root is. Uh, if the way we think and believe changes, then the way we live will, will change as well. Um, we know this, we know this um, verse also from the Last Supper discourse in John 14. Jesus is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. Uh, And in Jesus, you are declared righteous by faith. This is the work of the Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth who is guiding you in all the truth. Um, This is the work of the Holy Spirit to convict you of this over and over and over. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. You'll know the truth. The truth will set you free you are declared righteous by your faith alone, in Jesus alone, by his grace alone. And so I would pray um, to, for, for you, for, for people, to understand uh, this through the lens of John 16, the word conviction, and to allow the Holy Spirit to convict you of the truth about the conviction of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to say that again. Allow the Holy Spirit, based on the truth of John 16, verses 8, 9, 10, and 11. Allow the Holy Spirit to convict you of the truth about the conviction of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of truth, convicting of the truth, convincing us of the truth that sets us free because of Jesus. This is um, the reclaiming and the reframing of, of conviction. I hope, I hope this teaching is encouraging. I hope that it's helpful. I can remember the first time I remember seeing, I'm sure that I had read John 16 before, probably many times before I'd read it, but I'd never seen it or really, really heard it. And I can remember... Um, reading it and kind of seeing it for the first time contextually and just thinking, man, I've, n- I've never heard this before. I'm going to need to linger on this for a little while because it was so uh, new for me to wrap my brain around. Uh, and so I hope that you will give this a uh, time. I hope that you'll go back to John 16, that you'll continue to read through that passage um, and that you wouldn't become convinced because because I'm teaching it, but that you would become convinced because you see it actually uh, in God's word and that you would receive the fullness of the ministry of the Holy Spirit who Jesus promised to his disciples and promised to us that he would send the Holy Spirit to convict us, to convince us that we are the righteousness of God in Christ. The Holy Spirit convicts the unbelieving world of their sin, so that they would call on a savior. He convicts believers of their righteousness so that they would never forget who they are in Christ and and that the Holy Spirit convince everyone that the enemy stands condemned and judged so that we would not live in fear, but that we would live in the perfect love of God that cast out fear. Uh, Amen. Um, God bless you.